are you doing? I'll tell you what you're doing. You're listening to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Either you are, or I'll be skipping rope with your entrails. Ta-ta. This podcast is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Welcome to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. The podcast where we explore the amazing universe of the Elder Scrolls. Adventurers, welcome back to the Elder Scrolls Lore. Lotus, what is all this blood in here? Did, were you? Don't, don't pay any attention to that. Just, mm. just don't slip. I'm your host, Tom or Robots. This is Lotus. Lotus, have you been summoning Sanguine? No. Oh, no. Wait, wait. Oh, what is that? Is that a portal? Uh oh. Ah, another mortal. Come to beg Sanguine to add a bit of spice to an otherwise drab existence. Lotus. I would have you perform a service for me. Uh, um, hi, Sanguine. Lotus, did you summon Sanguine? All right, maybe I summoned Sanguine. Oh. I mean, we missed a week, so I figure why not bring Sanguine straight to this episode? Oh, man, you're really, you're really up in this. Hey, uh, hey there, Sanguine. Um, (laughs) Uh, I, uh, I don't know. No? Do we want to? Do we want to do Sanguine's bidding? I mean, what would Sanguine? What would you have us do? What would Sanguine do? <laughs> oh no, Sanguine, you're quiet. Hold on, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta turn you up a little bit. I want you to liven it up. Use this spell on the Countess and her guests. I think it will make the party much more interesting. Which Countess? What is he talking about, Lotus? It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's all fine. Oh, no. Everything is fine. What could possibly go wrong anyways? What could possibly... Okay, here. I'm going to text the Countess. I'm going to... All right. Can I text a spell? Does that work in our world? Does that? Yeah, probably. Okay. So here we go. Let me see. Okay. I don't know if it worked. Sanguine, did it work? A rousing success. It worked. And it appears you joined in the festivities as well. Through a text message. Good for you. You're welcome. You need to lighten up a bit. What? Okay. See? Thanks. Far too stuffy. Sanguine. All right. So, um, uh, yeah, go back through your portal. It's cool. It's cool. Um, so, uh, yeah, so today's episode is about Sanguine, the Daedric Prince. We're, Lotus, we're, we're getting close to the end here. We are. Yeah, yeah. This is, we're kind of, we're up to the S's. We're through most of the Daedric Princes at this point. So, uh, Sanguine is one of, oh, is he, he's gone, right? Okay, yeah, he's one of the less powerful ones, kind of like Periite on that last episode. Yeah. I mean... It, it's definitely uh, Sanguine's definitely got the mortal desires thing on lockdown, but then it also, you know, you can only be hedonistic so long before it kind of catches up with you, which seems to be the <laughs> the biggest problem when it comes to Sanguine. Right, right. Also, that that uh, those clips I was playing, guys, we didn't. Don't worry, we didn't actually summon Sanguine. That was a bit we were doing. In case you, you didn't know, that was the Speak uh, for yourself. <laughs> that was the um, the voice lines from oblivion which sounds way different than the ones from skyrim so if you haven't they gone back sure and played oblivion. he's a little bit more of a nerd in uh, oblivion yeah he's got this like pitch shifted voice where it's like yeah. low, low and high at the same very, time very nasally yeah yeah i won't i was gonna say again when it's hedonism it's, it's too much too much nasal stuff for sanguine <laughs> right right so um so here we'll, we'll go through the introduction introductory sequence here um so when you think about sanguine you want to think like if you're familiar with the uh the greek gods we've got dionysus who was the god of like revelry and drinking wine and indulgences and those kinds of things right if you were to take dionysus and turn it up to 11 then you get sanguine yeah 
Like he is the Lord of revelry. And uh, there's another title here, which I think is great. It comes from uh, one of the books in ESO, the blood made pleasure. If you go back and read this book and Lotus this is one of the things I was looking into setting up for the show. It's called the master work of the inducer. It is a book that talks about some of the, uh, uh, preparations that the aliens were making in ways of, um, when we talk about gut gardens and the aliens, remember yeah. that stuff? This had to do with some of the uh, inspiration they were taking and the the name that they gave Sanguine as part of that inspiration. And that makes sense because Sanguine itself, the word Sanguine itself means red, red colored. Mm-hmm. And what else is more red colored in nature than blood? Right. And what is tied to our primal desires than our blood being hot sure. blooded towards something, right? So yep. that's that's where all of that stuff comes comes together. Um, <laughs> any thoughts on any of that stuff? Um, <laughs> it's weird because, like, just in terms of that, you got the whole like hedonistic side to this and all of that, but then at the same time, it's just like. The whole emphasis on blood, which is super like a thing with Sanguine, which, you know, relates to what you had just talked about. Also kind of, it always struck me as super foreboding as to what happens if you keep going. <laughs> like uh-huh. you're going to end up doing something real dumb. You're going to get real injured. You're going to bleed out. You're going to do something ridiculous. So it's like the whole tie in. Cause a lot of time blood, you get a lot of that in the dark brotherhood, stuff like that, where it's, it almost feels like, unchecked sanguine's the the blood aspect to sanguine always gets the line between like okay this is getting like all weird and stuff like that and then it gets to the point where it's like okay now this is actually getting pretty macabre and getting really screwed up if you if you stay there too long oh yeah yeah i mean it's everything starts all fun and games right like right like he's the prince of you know hedonistic revelry debauchery wild orgies passionate indulgences you know the, the the drinking the partaking of certain drinks and and uh pleasures of the you know ingesting pleasures yeah. of the mouth less you classy know. diabella uh, right right yeah, yeah. like you know like mm, let's eat this food let's let's have these drinks let's party let's have a good time and then it gets it gets further and further and further right. and eventually you're now i don't know uh filleting somebody and displaying their beating heart for observers Correct. and you are an ancient alien and creating a gut yeah. garden you're right exactly yeah it, it kind of yeah it goes downhill real real quick well it it the best way because a lot of a lot of sanguine relates to you know drinking and all that it's just anything you can think of is like anything that can be taken to an extreme mm-hmm. can that could be you know totally fine in moderation he's sanguine's like the extreme version of no moderation just do whatever you want all the time I ideally. And that's where it kind of gets to the point where it's just like, it goes from being, Oh, this is, you know, a fun party atmosphere. I always think of to this is now a bender. That's like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Trying to get yourself out of is becoming important. Right. He's like the spirit of losing control. Yeah. He's the spirit of like giving into your, your deep, deep seated wants, the things that you hold yourself back from, because, you know, you know, it's probably not a good idea to give into that too much. Uh, And then he tries to push everybody over the edge. It seems to be his, his realm of enjoyment in that. Um, In the, uh, in Skyrim, you meet him as a character named Sam uh, Guiven. Yes. Guiven, G-U-E-V-E-N-N-E. Yep. I don't remember how I, it's pronounced, yeah, but... Guiven sounds fine. Yeah, and, and the voice actor's different, and he sounds like this in Skyrim. You look like someone who can hold their liquor. How about a friendly contest to win a staff? So this idea that, like, he... And he does this in Elder Scrolls Online, too. In fact, he plays a character that has a very similar name to Sam Guiven. He... Uh, I had it here a second ago. He um, uh, takes on the form of Samuel Goron, which is another SG, another Sam, and another G last name. Mm-hmm. And in both cases, is dressed in either black robes or black and gray and red. 
And when you look at his appearance in Skyrim as a Daedric prince, when he's like in his what seems to be regular garb, he looks kind of like a Dramora with all of this red lines all over his face and his armor and that kind of thing. And in the tweet that I sent out for this episode, letting everybody know we we're going live, we have the, the one from Daggerfall where he looks kind of like a heavy set muscular imp sort bald, of wearing a toga. Yeah, kind of. And a staff with shaped like a naked woman <laughs> with her mm-hmm. arms up up to the top of the staff and her legs going down to the bottom. And then he has his foot on what seems to be a skull with some tusks coming out of the side. So yeah. he comes in a few different varieties. It seems that he kind of changes his shape and form the way he wants to perceive. Yeah, Sanguine doesn't really have too much of a consistent form compared to some of the others type of deal. I mean, they all shift from time to time, like in games and stuff like that. But yeah, his have become, his kind of vary a pretty decent amount from game to game. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I, I kind of like the idea, like he's, he's got a little bit of that, uh, clavicus vial kind of thing going too, yep. where he, he'll kind of hide himself in among the mortals and then challenge them to a thing. Right. Which also much like clavicus vial, um, since sanguine isn't overtly as bad quote unquote as some of the other ones. Um, sanguine also tends to need to be involved with mortals more than some of the other Daedric princes as well, because the, the, the gimmick to sanguine is related to mortals themselves. It's not necessarily like their sphere doesn't, necessarily exists wholly outside the mortal realm so getting mortals involved with it probably provides a decent amount of entertainment instead of you know striking deals and all this stuff it's kind of like hey just give it to your desires do whatever it's cool to do what you want yeah that's that's totally fun like let's have a drinking contest a little devil on one of your shoulders you know yes that exactly like that's i mean i feel like that's the inspiration for a character like this is that like correct the little the little demon the little devil just kind of sitting on your shoulder going you know you want to take another drink right you know you want to hit on that girl come on do it or in skyrim you know you want to hit on that goat (laughs) on that goat (laughs) yeah the the goat stuff too yeah goat's giving Um, you the side eye that's another one of his realms though that's where it goes from being like yeah just enjoy the pleasures of you know sexual stuff because everybody loves that right to 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 uh, okay now make love to animals like, yeah, it's like okay, this what? is getting weird. Yeah, so like, so that's one of one of his his like common under commonly understood realms here is that like he is the Daedric Prince of lust, perversity, and unnatural sexual relations. Mm-hmm. And so, like you were saying, it goes from like yeah, just kind of that you know that feeling everybody gets to okay, now we're now we're going to visit the farm. Wonderful. Yeah. The difference between doing something recreationally and becoming addicted to it and you can't get yourself out of it type of deal. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that, I mean, that's kind of the foundation of it. Um, I'm, let's skip to his, his realm here. And then I want to talk a little bit about uh, some of the history stuff. Cause I think that's kind of fun. His realm is kind of different from a lot of these other realms. It's called the myriad realms of revelry, which are these like 100,000 pocket little sub realms of oblivion that are kind of interconnected these little these little pleasure pockets i guess yeah. you call them that's gross uh, <laughs> a little pleasure pocket i i would rather think of them as like a pleasure room or something it's less yeah, just, gross just put your hand in here why why what is it what what, what am i putting it's just a pleasure pocket don't even worry about it don't worry don't worry it'll be good yeah it'll be, it'll be good it'll be, you'll like it it'll be fun gross gross yeah uh yeah so the other thing about this is that sanguine doesn't actually have a whole lot of control over these things but i think that's kind of his his mo is that yeah sanguine definitely seems a little more get the party started and hands off type of deal yeah this idea of like just like let's just make it crazy and then i don't i don't want to manage things i just want to let things get crazy right it's really about starting the party and then it's like all right now i'll just now that we've kind of got a little bit of corruption in the mortals we'll just let them take care of this themselves because now maybe they've got a little bit they'll just go to the extreme Mm -hmm. and it, it it's that's why it's also kind of interesting that it sanguine definitely seems very connected to the mortal realm because it's like almost the idea of like getting that corruption started 
and then just letting it play out however it may do as long as it really goes all over the place. Yeah, yeah. So I like this part of the history section of the UESP, by the way. Friends with the US, UESP, Lotus's show is connected to the yep. UESP, Friends of the Show, wonderful website if you want to dig into any of this stuff. This section about history is pretty cool, so I wanted to I wanted to read this out. It says, although the term sanguine means a crimson or bloody red liquid, the definition of the word is actually based off sanguine's name, as the name of Daedra predate the concepts they connote, which is interesting. Uh, King Hale the Pious introduced four of the Daedra princes to the written record almost a thousand years after the publication of the Alessian Doctrines in one of his tractates when he wrote that the wickedness of his political enemies was comparable to the depravity of Sanguine. Sanguine has been a favorite for several emperors since the foundation of the First Empire. I wonder why. During the reign of Remen. Cyrodiil records indicate Sanguine resided in the White Gold Tower, where he is said to have helped Riemann with the dubious draftsmanship of the Credali festivals. I bet those festivals were banging in literally multiple ways. Yeah, the <laughs> vulgarities found within these festivals did nothing but hinder imperial expansion efforts within the Somerset Isles during Riemann Cyrodiil's tenure. So, at some point, he was actually like buddy buddy with the emperor. Like they, they liked him yeah. so much, <laughs> which I think is like figurative, right? Like this idea that like historically in our own world, people who tend to have a lot of power also tend to give in to a lot of these like base wants right, because they can. Power corrupts absolutely type of thing kind of goes hand in hand when you're constantly being tempted by a literal god of depravity. Right, right. In our own world, I mean, there, there are like it, there is literal history of mm-hmm. popes during the Middle Ages who had so much power and so much they were so corrupt that they would hold orgies at the Vatican. Like yep. this was a th- real thing. So yeah. the idea here that like this little devil is on some of these emperor's shoulders or literally in their in their tower helping them or convincing them to do these kinds of things totally makes sense. I mean, where else would you go if you're sanguine? That seems like that seems like the top of the top, right? Yeah, seems like it. Go hang out with the emperor. So uh, in the second era, 582, so we're talking ESO timeline, several Aldmeri Dominion spies entered Sanguine's demence. Demence? 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 I always said demence, but demence? I, I've actually never heard that word pronounced. Yeah, it's it's a weird word. It's one of those words that's not natively English. Uh, and drank from Sanguine's goblet, binding them to the party and, re- and rendering them unable to escape. That same year, Sanguine was recognized as a public menace by the authorities in Stormhold, and a bounty was put out for his cultists. Stormhold citizens knew to stay away from the nearby temple to Sanguine. When the dragon Sorotnox, Sorot, Sor- man, words, words is hard. Mm-hmm. Sor- uh, I'm just going to let you flounder on this one. I got nothing for you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Sorotnox crashed into Moongrave Fane, the Hallowfane clan considered it a great boon for Sanguine to perf- and performed many rituals in his name to prepare feasting upon the dragon's blood. Sanguine himself manifested in Tamriel for the Jester's Festival. Another seems like a place that you'd want to go. Yeah, especially because pranks are definitely another thing in his realm. Yeah, and taking on the alias of Breton named Samuel Goron, who we talked about, seeking to liven up the celebrations for his fellow prince, Sheogorath. He had one of the festival goers compel a group of Daedra to perform as minstrels. Naturally, after the performance, the gathering almost turned into bloodshed before an act of absurd divine intervention turned the Daedra into confetti, presumably (laughs) banishing them back to where they came. <laughs> I love the idea that like like you're saying like this starts off as just some fun little pranks and he's just gonna kind of play this off of Sheogorth because Sheogorth's a fun guy, right? Yeah, he's a, he's a goof. So just to <laughs> to kind of bounce off this, and one thing um, that I, I wanted to note was um, where is it? Uh, so one of the things that's kind of accepted from like the worshiper side is. Uh, it's often referred to that Sanguine would never hurt or has never hurt anyone maliciously. Not that he hasn't hurt anybody, <laughs> uh-huh. just simply that it was never on purpose. 
And with the whole vibe of stuff like this, where it's just like, oh, you know, this here's a fun little thing. And then it gets super out of hand and somebody ends up getting hurt. This just strikes me as like a frat party. Like, this will be fine. And then when people start getting drunk, they're like, oh, dude, like, or the show Jackass, where it's like, once they get (laughs) drunk or whatever, suddenly it's like, normally when you're coherent, this would obviously be a dumb idea. But you add sanguine into the mix and it's like, haha, this will probably be a funny joke. And then somebody ends up getting beheaded or stabbed or maimed or whatever. Yeah. He's like the college alcohol of the Daedric princes. Yeah. 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 So this last part is is interesting, too, because it talks about uh, the oblivion crisis with Martin Septim. So assuming... uh, Presumably, he was involved with Sanguine's cult and obtaining the Sanguine Rose. I love that little feature. Yeah. And that's a thing. Um, We'll obviously get into the Sanguine Rose, you know, when when we talk about his artifacts. Yeah. But just on that note, one of the, like, my favorite things, and I did not know about it until years and years after I had been playing Skyrim, is, um, or uh, after Oblivion, I mean, not Skyrim. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, I found out about it after Skyrim had launched. So, like that's a gauge as to how long it took before I found out. Um, for the main quest, when you have to provide a Daedric artifact, uh, he actually says something specific if you give him the uh, Sanguine's Rose. Yeah. Which I yeah. love. That's such a, like... Because it's, it's built that, into the lore. Most right. never find that. Like, right. that is so cool. Yeah, yeah. So, um, an incident in the cult, presumed to have been caused by the dangers of the Rose, left many of his friends dead, and Martin thereafter dedicated himself to Akatosh. So... That's where we get back around to the whole Akatosh thing with Oblivion. Right. Um, the forbidden knowledge of Daedric, Daedric magic he had gained from the cult, however, was instrumental in bringing about the end of the crisis, right? When you meet him in the game, you realize that he has all of this knowledge. Where did yeah. it come from? Right. It's because well, he very, was... very, very knowledgeable for being in a monastery. Right. It's because he was part of the Sanguine cult. Um in uh, the third era, 433, Sanguine enlisted the hero of Kavach to sabotage an excruci- excruciating uptight party in Leowin with Countess Alessia Caro. That was this is the some of the lines that we used at the beginning here. Yeah. That come from that quest line. Um, and it, of course, goes on from there. And of course, wackiness ensues. But um, those are the, the main historical points. Outside of that, we don't. He seems to be one of those characters that just kind of shows up for fun on occasion. But he's not like a world ending threat. Yeah, Sanguine never gives off the vibe of Daedric invasion to take over, or mm-hmm. is there, you know, even a plot to try to align with other Daedric princes to actually accomplish something? The only thing Sanguine seems to like to accomplish is to make sure everybody has almost too good of a time. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, he's there to start the party. And then yeah. what happens after that? Totally cool with whatever. Right. As long as it gets crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, next, uh, after the break, we got to go thank our patrons and we got some updates on some uh, merch and stuff. So definitely listen through for that stuff. If you're if you're one of the patrons who's getting some of our merch and uh, we'll be back and we'll talk about the artifacts, including the Sanguine Rose and some other stuff. So don't go anywhere. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should, too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. This is Hamish Morak, Dragon Boy, and you are educating yourself to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Oh, thank you, Hermaeus. Um, <laughs> uh, so this is the middle of the show. This is where we get to thank our patrons, including our newest patrons, Katrina T., Titan, Joey, 
uh, G, and and those are the three. That's it. Those three signed up in the last uh, week and a half, two week ish 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 ish. ish. Yeah, yeah I think that's the technical that. way you pronounce how long it's been. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And sorry about missing <laughs> last week. Uh, we had kind of an emergency, and then yeah, it was a little IRL situation that had me indisposed, and it kind of came up. I think. 15 minutes before we started recording yeah so we, like, we uh, were getting ready to go. launch the stream and lotus was like uh i'm sorry i can't make it yeah emergency. that was and i was like awkward oh, all right well we'll, we'll see how this goes but i'm yep. glad everything worked out um also yep. all back all back also thank you to all 106 of our patrons including the daedric princes kira c and noodle al dente who get shout outs every week because they're tier five patrons also, uh, while we're on patron stuff, I know I had talked about ways that you guys can be involved with signing up as a tier three for stickers and tier four for t-shirts and how that would work as we transition from year one to year two. And all of that information was given to me by Patreon. I checked in with them six months ago and I was like, hey, how do I end one of these loyalty programs and then start the second year? And they were like, there's a way to retire the program. People will continue to get them as long as they've, as they've signed in before the first year. They'll continue to get all the first year stuff. And then you can set up the second year and then they'll start getting the second year stuff at the same time. And that's what I, that's what I advertised on the show. Well, it turns out that when I tried to actually implement this, because this was the month we started the, the program. So we were moving into the second year. It doesn't actually work that way. They were wrong. I went to the source and either they were ignorant about it. Somebody who was just a new rep was just making something up or I don't I, want, I don't want to say they directly lied to me about it. But for some reason, the information was incorrect, which has now taken me two weeks of uh, arguing back and forth with them in order to try to get some sort of solution to this. Turns out that they don't actually have a solution to this, which sounds absolutely ridiculous because I know that my shows are not the only ones dealing with this. I'm sure they have hundreds of people. And, yeah, that and seems shows suspect absolutely just have no solution for this scenario that comes up because like you said there's no chance this is the first time this has happened right and i can't stack loyalty programs so even if i wanted to leave the first year up and then just give people two shirts by having two loyalty programs for each tier it won't let me do that so i have to in order to roll out the second year shirts i have to end the first year loyalty programs which means any of the stuff that you haven't gotten yet you can't get anymore which is super frustrating and i'm so sorry that i wasn't able to give you the right information about this um so what i've decided to do because there's not a whole lot i can do to make this stuff up and because of the the making these at scale and running them through patreon it's cheap enough so that i can actually still do it and make a little bit of a profit and then pass on the shirts to you guys i couldn't just make the rest of the shirts and send them out because that would be a big loss on my end. Um, but what I can do is we've got the four new designs up for stickers and shirts. And especially if you're the, you're the ones signing up for the shirts, cause that's the big tier. I didn't want to like leave you guys hanging. So the first shirt that comes out for the second year of stuff is her It's the her design is going to be a hoodie sweatshirt instead, which is like more than double the cost of just a regular shirt. So I, I put that in there because it was at least something I could do to help mitigate this for you guys. And if you're signed up now, because this goes live like now, then within three months you'll get the hoodie sweatshirt, which means it'll be like December and you'll have a nice new sweatshirt to wear for right. when it's nice and cold out. So hoodie weather, hoodie weather. Yeah, absolutely. And the rest of them are gonna be shirts like usual and we'll get through the whole program, but at least now I know. So I apologize for the complications and how this didn't exactly work out. Um, so I'm doing the best I can. I appreciate you guys. And I just wanted to say thank you for helping support the show. So I hope you enjoy the hoodie. The new designs are all up on Patreon. I posted them on the discords. Go look at them. Cool stuff. I'm drooling over them still. Um, I just have to make my own shirts, I guess, at some point. Um, but I can't have these ones because that's those are the rules. They're only for patrons. So there you go. Um, but that's that's what's going on with that stuff. Also, we've got a new review to read out. This one comes from BT Bacon in the US who writes, uh, who knew the Elder Scrolls was so deep? Who knew? Five stars. Loving this podcast recently started from the beginning and I had no idea how deep the rabbit hole went when it comes to these games. I started with Morrowind on Xbox back in the day. He started with one of the deepest Woo! of the games and have recently given Skyrim a go. These guys are interesting and engaging and the topic leaves you wanting to know more and dig deeper. Highly recommend. So thank you so much, Bacon. 
appreciate it. I'm glad. Awesome. Um, If you decide to help us out with a rating and review, if you give us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it out on a future episode. And ratings on Spotify help as well. I was about to say, in regards to the Spotify thing, because I, you know, as everybody knows, I joke that I, like, don't pay attention to numbers and I would be bad at this type of micromanagement uh, when it comes to, like, analytics and stuff. Um, Somebody recently actually just asked me, they're like, oh, could could I have a link to, like, exactly what the show is called and i was like sure i mean you can literally just type it in where the first result basically like the second elder scrolls result and we're like the first like (laughs) result for but i was like yeah sure whatever so i just clicked the thing on my phone and went to send it over and i just since the last time i had seen it because i i mean i don't really look at my own show on spotify specifically yeah yeah. but um yeah shout out to literally all the people we have so many star ratings of five stars on spotify so like huge thank you just because i it was kind of like put directly in my face i was like oh my god so many of you like took the time to do that so yeah and thank you for that and i have no idea who leaves them if i could if i could like manually go through and say thank you to every single one of you guys i totally would yeah i know Um, it just shows up as a number and a star (laughs) it's anonymous yeah i'm trying to pull it up right now on my phone but it's anonymous i I don't know but i really do appreciate it unless you type something it's just here yeah. is a number you have this many of these things like that's all we see yeah that's super appreciated so thank you to you guys the community is awesome you guys are the best all right let's move on we've got more stuff to talk about you're listening to the elder scrolls lorecast dear child of cities that is why the night mother loves you Oh, thanks, Night Mother. So, uh, so Lotus, you want to start with the Sanguine Rose since we've already mentioned it? Sure. I was going to say, Sanguine Rose is, it's, I've never actually found it all that useful, <laughs> but sure. it's really cool. And I, I made reference to the fact that if you have it in Oblivion and you use that for the main quest to give as, as your artifact, you get a special line of dialogue, which I just thought was like really cool. That's one of the... St- quote unquote secret things in these games that a lot of times it's not brought to the forefront. I can't imagine how few people would ever actually discover that on their own, like in the grand scheme of things. I always love Mm -hmm. when games do that, where it's just, here's a little bonus for an incredibly niche audience who will see this and most people will never encounter this thing. So it feels very unique to your playthrough. It creates a reason to go back and keep playing and trying stuff out that you haven't tried. I mean, that's the the true value of that is once word gets out that the games are that detailed. Yeah. It creates immense replayability. Right. Um, But yeah, as for the actual item itself, the Sanguine Rose, sometimes it's referred to as Sanguine's Rose. Um, is a Daedric artifact created by, obviously, the Daedric Prince Seguin, uh, can take on many forms, including that of an actual rose or a wooden stave uh, carved like like a rose uh, or a staff-sized rose. It's actually pretty unique. It, it literally looks like you're attacking with a flower, to be fair. In mm-hmm. game. I mean, it's even its variations look very similar. Like, they, they all have the rose style. Um, Although the rose is not an overly powerful artifact, most uh, would care to possess. It can be used to summon Lesser Daedra, which is pretty much the purpose in-game. It's like, not to sound exceedingly demeaning, but from a gameplay perspective, it can. if you're a crappy summoner, it's a pretty good fallback. Or, <laughs> or yeah. Give you fodder. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like, if you, if you haven't gone fine. down that line, the conjuration-like right, right. side of things, um, then absolutely. Like, you could pull it out summon a little daedra summon and yeah. then run up and start hitting it or shooting at it or throwing fireballs or whatever exactly and yeah. it basically attacks what you attack but won't attack you so you know um but the thing is the 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 daedra that it does summon are uncontrollable um <laughs> just un- like sanguine <laughs> if you actually summoned them they won't attack you but they just kind of do their own thing so like if you're in combat they will attack your enemy but if you pop one up in town it's probably just going to run amok and do whatever it wants it won't be polite and stand next to you <laughs> right it's most likely hammered already so it's like a drunk daedra it's like summon a drunk daedra 
staff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then each time the rose is used, uh, it wilts a little bit and the petals will fall off as it loses its power. When this happens, a new rose blooms somewhere in oblivion and is picked by Sanguine and provided to another champion, which again, that is a really cool idea that just Mm -hmm. as you use it, it visually falls apart. And then like somewhere in the plains of oblivion, it starts to grow anew as the, the current one dies until it's given to somebody else. I just, that's a really cool visual. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of these, have that same kind of feature where like they'll disappear at some point or oh, run right. out of power and then a or new one shows up away or they're taken away lost so or whatever this is a right. really cool functional way of explaining how that happens like the it loses power over time the rose wilts and then a new one blossoms and then it's plucked up by sanguine who's now yeah who's now happy to go back champion. into tamriel somewhere and hand it off to somebody else <laughs> right give it to the next person for smarmy imps who won't do what you tell them to absolutely <laughs> scamps running around kicking people in the shins <laughs> shin kicking <scamps. laughs> shin kicking oh god it's a scamp ow my shin <laughs> god, god why? <laughs> why 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 are you doing that stop it's such stop. an inconvenience stop. i thought you were gonna try to like bite my face but you're just kicking my shin <laughs> <laughs> yep um so another uh artifact which is from the elder scrolls online um and actually, this one's very gameplay oriented, but we'll start with, yeah, I'll talk about the gameplay thing in a second, but it's the Death Dealer's Feet. Mm-hmm. And um, not feet, like which, F-E-E-T. Yes. Not not feet as in like the, the, the scamp that just kicked you with his foot. It's F-E-T-E. <laughs> right. Fet, um, is it fet or feet? This is another one of those words I'm, I'm looking at right now. So originally I thought it was fete. <laughs> Because I thought I had never seen it. Uh-huh. In game uh, somewhere, I heard it pronounced feet. Okay, so, so that's in right. Google it says it's pronounced F E with a little the little triangle above it, whatever that symbol is called. Yep. Here's what it sounds like. Fate. Fate. Oh, fate. Fate. It's more of an A so it's instead more, of an it's E. It's more of an A sound. A fate. Fate. Interesting. Yeah, I was hearing it as feet, but fate. Okay. Fate. All right. Yeah. Fate. I'm just going to keep hitting this. Fate. Okay. Uh, We need to do that. The death dealers, and then you need to hit the button. (laughs) That'll be great across the internet with slight latency. That'll go smoothly. Right. So so announce announce the item again. Oh, yes. The death dealers. Fate. Nice. Uh, Is a signet ring associated with Sanguine. Uh, The ring is cursed, allowing one to hear a glimpse of some revelry in the dead of night, full of laughter and anguished screams. What? What a bizarre... (laughs) What? Dear God. Like, yeah. So it's a ring of intangible horror. Got it. Got it. Right. Like, like here, I got uh, you a present. And then you go to bed that night and you're like, I didn't sleep a wink. Yeah. This is like, this is the worst night ever. You're blinking out of sync at this point because you haven't slept in days. Yeah. No, it's great. Um, Mm -hmm. It's enchantment uh, escalating. Wait, wait, wait. wait. There it is. There we go. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect, perfect. Uh, invigorates the wielder during conflicts, increasing uh, increasingly higher the longer they are locked in combat. Uh, its intended purpose is believed to be that of preventing exhaustion while performing <laughs> feats of rigorous activity that Quinn's followers partake in. This is like uh, the, uh, stamina. This is like this is like the little blue pill of the Daedric world. Yeah, I really... <laughs> I, I mean, we don't. We do have an explicit tag, but it's here for content. Uh, if this was Tales of Tamriel, I would say a very inappropriate name for this. <laughs> right. Uh, but we will move on. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but also, it is believed uh, to have been forged in the mid-first era. And like many rings of the time, has crude fastening system with a heavy-handed smithing that makes the silver prongs near unbreakable. They're really spiked looking. Um, it, mm-hmm. Not necessarily orcish, but the same type of wrought Thick. iron spikes that you see in orcish looks very similar around the, the, the fastening clips. Um, the artifact's power comes from the various components that make up the ring's anatomy. The prongs themselves serve as conduits uh, for siphoning magicka. They hold uh, the center stone, an excessively huge and asymmetrical blood-red ruby that is warm to the touch and resonates with great power. Yeah. 
the best part about this rings description as if we haven't already <laughs> convinced you to put this baby on is the rings shank is designed for discomfort and features minuscule barbs around finger. perfect <laughs> what who would who would ever take this off who could take this off <laughs> true true yeah it just digs more into your flesh as you try to remove it Exactly. Uh, the, di- the design choice is also to pre- prevent within other rings. Uh, oh, wait, what? Hold on. The design choice is also present, sorry, uh, with the other rings and Sanguine's uh, gifts to mortals as they attend their parties. Again, it's that whole spiky bit. Um, so the real thing about this ring that uh, I wanted to bring up in in gameplay, this was actually a very cool... It is a mythic item in the Elder Scrolls Online, for anybody who hasn't actually experienced it. Um, mythic items are things you have to do. The antiquity system, you get leads, you build them, you get the item, and then you can only use one of these at a time. They're like ultra special. Um, but this ring is really, really handy because what it does is when you put the ring on, it essentially is doing very little. And then when you engage in combat in Elder Scrolls Online it will start building stacks, which increases your maximum magicka, your maximum stamina, and your maximum health. And the longer you're in combat, the more they keep going up, which is really handy when you're trying to get through some of the harder dungeons and trials at points, because it basically gives you resource pools of being alive and being mm-hmm. able to continue to perform skills. They just keep increasing as, as you're in combat. So basically, yeah. the more you fight, and the more vigorously you do activities, <laughs> the more it extends your ability to do you, that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's actually, I, I, I like it. It's a, it's a really good thing for doing uh, what are called trifecta runs or perfecta runs. Yeah. Cause oftentimes on in, in those line, kinds of things, and you're way more familiar with this than I am, but it, oftentimes it'll, it'll be like, you'll hit a limit. You'll be like, Oh crap. I can't keep my magicka up. Now right. I'm starting to bleed out or I can't do enough damage fast enough. Cause I, my, my stamina drops and then C- correct. Right. This definitely helps with that. And the fact that it bumps your health up while all of that's happening, it makes it much easier to stay alive and do a decent amount of damage increasing as you go on in a fight, which is very, very handy. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, well, um, I guess if you're doing that, then it's worth wearing. But mm. yeah, beyond that, uh, though, I don't know. It seems like you're going to be real uncomfortable while you're in combat and never sleep again. <laughs> and yeah, and and sleep is a thing that you can only dream about in your waking nightmares. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we've got one more here: the threads of the web spinner. Um, this is very weird. Do you want to do this one? This is well, so here, strange. We'll just read it because it's it's another one of those. It's like there's very little to connected. This one. It's just weird. Yeah, I'm sure we brought it up during the Mafala one. But the the threads yes. of the web spinner are 27 pieces of extravagant enchanted clothing and jewelries associated with both Mafala and Sanguine. The story goes that Mafala sought to reward her devoted followers within the Morag Tong and turned to Sanguine to create them. Each thread enhances a single skill, such as a weapon skill, speedcraft, or magic. Um, so we don't need to go too much into detail on these. But. No, we did, we did some of that with Mafala. And yeah. honestly, to be fair, there's not all that much to it other than literally what you just said. This feels, from a meta perspective, like, hey, we need some cool items. Let's come up with just kind of a quick story to explain their existence yep. rather exactly. than like, like we, here's a really we, cool story and correct. now we can make items out of it. Yep. Yeah, so that's just what that feels like. But um, it's, it's never really been fleshed out too too much in games either. Like it's it's definitely one of the lesser used things uh, in my experience. Yeah, yeah, it is cool that there's some connection to the Morag Tong. I mean, this is all oh, like yeah, Morrowind definitely. stuff, right? Oh yeah, very very Morrowind. If you actually look it up on uh, the the uh, UESB. The graphics to it alone are the Morrowind giveaway. <laughs> yeah, you can see like the low res textures. And Super polygonal. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So um, here, let's get into some of the little, the fun little, little fun little bits here. Um, the uh, I feel like there's a lot of fun little bits related to Sanguine. Yeah. So um, there's a whole trivia section in the um, the fandom wiki, which is always fun to go visit if you want to find these like little bits of knowledge. Uh, so the first the first one is in Skyrim, Sanguine is taller than any dragonborn, even if they are an Altmer, the tallest race. So even though they, they look kind of like a mannish person, right, they're still taller. And then yeah, tall AF tall. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then, of, of course, you see the like actual Daedric version still still tall. Um, in the end of tending the flames quest for the Bard's College in Skyrim, Rorland, high priest of the Nine Divines, comments that Sanguine himself would appreciate the festivities. High praise. High praise. High praise. Those festivities must be bang, banging. Um, <laughs> Again, literally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Sam Guiven is play is a play on Sanguine's own name. San Sam Gwyn Guiven. It's not the first time they've done that either. That's mm-hmm. that's kind of almost a trope to the series that some of the Daedric princes just pop up under. Very similar names. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And it's just one of those things that, like, if you're not looking for it, you don't think about it right away. And right. then you go, oh, all right. Yes. I was going to say, Sheagoras was, I believe it's Theodore Gorlash in yeah, Elder Scrolls right. Blades. And yes. when I first read that, I was like, what a peculiar name. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> nope. Nope. No, it's the like, tricky. Um, then we also get a kind of a deeper description about the word origins of sanguine. So in French, sanguine is the feminine form of the adjective sanguine related to the noun sang, which means blood. It describes anything related to blood or to the color of blood. So an orange sanguine would be a blood orange. Also, it means an impulsive person. So the name itself means somebody who's impulsive which is exactly what sanguine's trying to do is to make people impulsive the english sanguine in english can be an adjective meaning optimistic or positive or a noun meaning a blood red color both are fitting for the daedric prince given his demeanor outlook and love of drinking a drunk person's face is often flushed in appearance so all of these things connect right like that's why this is such a good name for the character in medieval medicine when the four humors theory still prevailed, you guys know about this. This is where they would like the humors would be out of whack. So they'd have to draw blood with like leeches and stuff. A person with blood as the predominant humor would be marked for by sturdiness, high color and cheerfulness. So traits often shared by drunkards in ancient medieval folklore. Bloody could describe someone who is prone to jokes and laughter, thus being a fitting name for a trickster. So pretty cool and then uh even mentions in here the the connection to dionysus that i mentioned at the beginning of the episode um so i i looked into the the voice actors lotus and there is a voice actor with a few lines in oblivion as sanguine himself and then there is the voice actor in skyrim who plays sam guivin and then also sanguine himself and um other than that, I don't think there are any voice actors. I think all the references in ESO, you don't actually hear Sanguine himself. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I can't think of a single situation where you literally run into Sanguine. Mm-hmm. Um, so put that on the list, Zenimax. Because yeah, there are let's things go, related to him. Sanguine, but you don't... Like, one of them involves Lyrinth and stuff like that. It's like, it's it's not Sanguine themselves that you're dealing with so yeah i don't think there is any interaction and it's worshipers or it's an item and some sort of connection to it yeah right so um and being that there's no listing on the uesb or or the phantom of it i I don't think i'm forgetting anything yeah i'm pretty sure about that well i i couldn't find the oblivion voice actor i i I did a lot of searching i couldn't i could not dig up who the voice actor was The, the one that sounds like this you'll find your equipment in that chest over there and here's a little something for your efforts. Maybe we'll celebrate again sometime. So that voice, I don't know who that is. And it seems that other people don't know either because there were a number of people posting things on Reddit and stuff like, who is this voice actor? Um, but we do know the voice actor in Skyrim, the one who sounds like this. Ha! We'll see about that. This is a special brew. Very strong stuff. Let's get started. So that is William Sawyers. William Sawyers has done a lot of different video game voices, uh, acts on a few different shows, has been around for a while. The IMDb listing goes really, is really long. It starts back in 1994 and then Northern Exposure, 1993, I'm sorry, 1993 Northern Exposure, the TV series, which was around for a few years, if anybody remembers that one. Um, A variety of different shows, but more recently, has played characters like I don't know. Have you played Back for Blood? I have not. I've heard a lot about it. But it's a lot of fun. There's a character who's like a middle-aged uh, IT guy who has survived the apocalypse, <laughs> right? And his name is Hoffman. 
this voice actor does Hoffman's voice, which I thought was really cool. Um, Mass Effect, Morden Solis. Oh, really? one of the Yeah, one of the main characters in Mass yeah, Effect. Yeah, I remember Morden. Main companions. Um, lots of different things, though. Like, uh, everything from, like, the Yakuza games to... Oh, wow. Was in like... Rage 2, Fallout 76, um, Calvin Van Lowe, oh. and Toxic Larry. Interesting. And, um, and this one I thought was really interesting, too. In the Spider-Man video game, Spider-Man and then the, the new ones, the, the ones that came out over the last few years for PlayStation, then got re-released. The, the original one got... The first Spider-Man that came out on PlayStation like five years ago yep. uh, was re-released on PC recently. The quick little follow-up, uh, the Miles Morales one, in both of those plays Otto Octavius in both of those. Okay. One of the main villains, right? So pretty cool. Um, but yeah, lots lots of lots of credits for that second voice. I have, uh, I have a theory on the Oblivion voice, and uh, since nobody can actually say who it is, I, I won't hear any dissension. Clearly, this is, <laughs> I know you know, is canon going. as well. Uh-huh. It's, uh, it's, it's Todd Howard. Of course, of course it's Todd Howard. It's, it's, so... If there's ever an unknown answer, it's Todd Howard, and he just ran it through a voice modulator. Boom, done. There you go. Probably. probably. All right, let's listen one more time and see if you can picture this being Todd Howard. A rousing success, mortal. And it appears you joined in the festivities as well. Good for you. You need to lighten up a bit. I mean, it could be. It's definitely pitch shifted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely pitch shifted. But I was, I, I, you know, I stand by it, and and it totally syncs up because Todd Howard has created these games, and as a side effect of this, we have all played crazy unhealthy amounts of them <laughs> we've gone far too long playing them and stuff like that mm-hmm. so he's actually saying <laughs> there you go see so it all comes back together it's all coming back to me yeah um <laughs> that was a weird direction that yeah man that was, that was, that's what happens sanguine just inspires you to bust out in song sometimes <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Yeah, um, Meatloafing it up. <laughs> Meatloafing it up. Some people are not going to get that reference at all. We're going to get a sweet copyright strike on that perfect rendition of Meatloaf. That and sounded... on top of that, a bunch of people are probably Googling who the hell Meatloaf is yeah. right now. I got it. No, I got it. I got it. I wasn't. That wasn't perfect. It's, it's all coming back <laughs> to me. like you have to sing with your chest like really inflated right like next time tune into the meatloaf podcast meatloaf all right um (laughs) go look up meatloaf if you don't know who he is there you had weird weird hit way back in the late 90s yep yeah he was also in uh, rocky horror picture show this has gotten really really maybe meatloaf is sanguine all right maybe yeah, yeah. Scarecrow and Chad and we loves even meatloaf. Have meatloaf. There fans you go. In Chad, apparently, yeah, perfect. So you know what I'm talking about. See. All right, all right. Well, I think that's it for Sanguine. Uh, let us. What did, what's going on with Tales? Anything else you want to share? Um, not too much. We've been, we just uh, we got console launch um, for the much contentious uh, Lost Depths DLC that just came out. Dungeons are great. Everything's um, been so contentious lately. Everywhere. It sure, it sure has. <laughs> but uh, you know, I really fun new dungeons um you know very split on people's opinions on how it feels exactly but um you know for just quick synopsis everything isn't destroyed even if it doesn't feel super great uh based on some of the stuff you're doing they're still overhauling a lot of combat um and they actually tomorrow there's an ESO live where they talk about the next patch already overhauling combat. Um, <laughs> Some more updates, huh? Yeah, but yeah. Q4 DLC incoming. But uh, as for Tales, because I'm less available on Sundays and uh, we, had, we had an impromptu recording on Tuesday. That it's up on everybody's feeds now if you're interested um, because we didn't want to miss a week. But um, usually we tried to record Sunday as best we could, but, you know, we're dealing with massive time zone differences. You and I have the benefit of both being on the Eastern 
time zone best coast yeah uh yeah it's uh yeah exactly um <laughs> it's real it's real problematic when um ark and i have a uh seven hour time zone gap between us yeah, yeah. um so what our new shot to do is we are planning if you're interested in the live show much like this show Appreciate everybody who likes to swing by and hang out with us live, but we know the majority of you prefer the recorded version. Um, whether you prefer it or just can't make it to these things, I totally get it. Um, but we are going to attempt to start recording at least for the time being Fridays at 11 PM Eastern. So that's going to be pretty late for a lot of people. Uh, it's going to be very early for arc and very late for me, which is how the show used to be. <laughs> Years ago, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, but yeah, so if you're interested in live recording, Tales of Tamriel will be recording ideally at 11 p.m. on Fridays, but the recorded version, totally the same way as always. You could just check us out on Spotify and iTunes and anywhere else, just like normal. There you go. There you go. Go check that stuff out. Uh, tell Ark that he should just move to the States. It's easy, I right? Know. It's just easy enough to just he move should somewhere, just, right? He should just move to the States. Move it to the States. way simpler. You come live near me. But, I'm not offering and, and, you a room in my house, but when he, but when he went to the ESO tavern and, and left Turkey in general, he was like, this is so much fun. And I was like, yeah. perfect. Now you just need to make the rest of the trek across the ocean and come to come the on US. Over. Come on over to the States. Yeah, man. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I've got my stuff going on. I've got all the different shows. Uh, the Lord of the Rings Lorecast has just exploded with um, the Rings of Power show being out and just lots of it is now Lotus. Get this. It is now my most downloaded podcast. Wow, that was fast. Right? Like this show gets a lot of viewers, a lot of listeners, I was right? Say, this show gets a lot of traction. Right. The That's... the Fallout Lorecast has like double as it usually tracks double to this show. Right. And that's and a lot. Say, like wow. that show that show has already it has something like two million downloads or something. Good. God, what episode are you on? Two hundred and fourteen, maybe. Um, but but in the last, I'm not saying the Lord of the Rings Lorecast has two million downloads yet. But, oh, I was gonna say, uh, but okay, no, no, no. Okay, but okay. but like, over the last wow, week, you broke a million. That no, no, no. Over the last like, week, I was like it took us how many years? <laughs> <laughs> over the last over the last week, it has it is trended higher in, in yeah. average daily downloads than totally any of my yeah, other I gotcha, shows. I got gotcha. you. In fact, okay, I was you like, might be wow, able to add. Like, you know, I know that it's a little more broad spanning, and also it's yeah. a little more. No, no, it hasn't. It hasn't. It took two. It took it took three years to hit two million downloads. A million. It's like, oh wow, you yeah. clips that so quick. I was gonna. No, no, no. It's, it's not that big, but but it's but it's still it's going awesome. You're yeah. on pace to do that if you're going to be hit numbers like that. Oh yeah, yeah. We're we're on like yes, absolutely. <laughs> it is ridiculous. So, um, so thank you to everybody who's tuned in. It is it is amazing, and uh, everyone who tunes into this episode, everyone who supports all the stuff that I do, the stuff Lotus does. Um, also, I've been streaming a lot on Twitch.tv/RobotsRadio. We had a big charity thing. Uh, that looks like it went super well. days ago. Um, yeah. So we had a bunch of the hosts get together from the robots radio network and we did an all day charity thing on labor day. We had a goal of $500 to raise for St. Jude for the kids. And we blew past it. We hit $712 and 50 cents. So that was Hell significantly yeah. more than we, we thought we could do. We had a lot of fun, lots of different hosts doing lots of different things. And I know it was unfortunate. It was uh, the irony of me working on Labor Day is not lost on me, but that's what happens yeah. when you choose to just jam as many contracts into a single time as you can. Uh, so I just had you get, instead of listening to podcasts, I was actually just listening to a live stream at work. I was like, this is killing my data right now, but whatever, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> it's like, whatever. It's like, whatever. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. But, um, the other thing that's been happening is uh, I've been mentioning that, uh, Hey, come hang out with me Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays in the afternoons. And people have been showing up. People, we've had cool. the community is awesome. You guys are awesome. It's, uh, we had such a fun time. We were actually like talking about like, existentialism and like somebody was asking questions about like should i major in philosophy or psychology we we're having these like deep conversations about life and stuff while i played cyberpunk it was great nice. this was like wednesday right so See, yeah i also like the the because i you know again a lot of this community hangs out with me on my rare chances i get to stream as well when i stream the, the new elder scrolls dungeons um that came out which i always tend to do it was a little later than usual um just just because i was at work for so long and uh, you know i like to do them without looking anything up the first time that's yeah. half the fun yeah and 
our usual team wasn't around. So it was just a couple of my buddies. We didn't go in optimized. We didn't look anything up. We're like, this will be fine. And we threw it on vet and we learned that everybody just likes to watch us die an awful lot. <laughs> of course they do. Yeah, that's, that's great. Just it. That's it's great. like, you know, different forms of entertainment that we can provide. <laughs> Yeah. So go check out Lotus and Stream Below Some Doom. Go check out my stream, Robots Radio. Thank you for being here and hanging out with us. We really do love you guys. You're the best community on the internet. You and make this much, much more fun. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's it for this show. Have a wonderful week. Stay safe out there. We'll see you next time. See you guys. Bye, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach me on Twitter at robots underscore radio or Lotus of Doom at Lotus of Doom. Also, you can join us on the Robots Radio Discord channel. You can easily just search Robots Radio Discord on Google or check the description underneath the podcast. Also, this podcast is recorded live every week on Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on the Robots Radio channels on Twitch, YouTube, and on Facebook. So just search Robots Radio on any of those platforms come join us we'd love to chat with you while we record the show or before or after either way just come hang out with us and if you're looking for more information about my shows and the shows on the robots radio network go to robotsradio.net for all the information about all the shows on the network including the robots radio rocket club where i help both new and existing podcasters to grow their shows build their audiences and create the best podcast they possibly can all of that at robotsradio.net we'll see you next time Fate. 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 Fate.